hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone Good morning. It's time for the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. With the Kern County's most listened to realtor and the host of our show, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide and our KNZR expert, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. Just Google the McCarty Group, that's M double C A R T Y, or call 661 665 sold. That's 661 665 7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And good morning to you, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning? I am doing excellent. Uh, I've had my third cup of coffee. Wow. Thinking about spoiling myself. I always, you know, like I'm not a, a fancy coffee guy. Uh-huh. But every once in a while, you know what I mean? Ooh. You got to just do it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So it's a, the Java chip, mocha, whatever. I love Whoa. it. Love it. Yes. How's your weekend going so far? Well, going very good. Going very good. Um, it's been great so far. Uh, Saturday mornings for me, they're always a highlight of my week. I get to talk about real estate on the radio and chat with very interesting people. It's a great way to start the weekend. And, you know, I'm here with my favorite guy. (laughs) Right? Where is he? Oh, Oh. you're so funny. (laughs) You got any big plans for after the show? Um, well, we've we've uh, been doing kind of the backyard camping thing. Yes, how did that go? It's been awesome. The tent's still there. Ooh, yay. I, I've been spraying it with off every day because the mosquitoes are insane. I'm getting bit up like crazy. I know, I know. It's, uh, th- that just must mean you have sweet blood, right? <laughs> they like you. Uh, well, I, I guess I'll take it, but man, it itches like crazy. What's the, do you use like the calamine lotion or anything? Uh, no. I just stay at indoors. Right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I, um, you know, I, I actually um, I, they don't they don't seem to bite me that much. I, I guess that must mean I'm just rotten inside. Lucky know. you. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. I'm just if you see me itching and scratching over here. Okay. Apologizing in advance. So. No problem. No problem. <laughs> hey, so I do see we have a guest in the studio today. Um, who are we speaking with and what's today's topic? Well, our guest this morning is Scarlett Saban, director of the Bakersfield Ronald McDonald House. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Ronald McDonald House is a fantastic charity with a local chapter here. They provide families whose children are receiving pediatric or NICU hospital care a place to stay and be able to take a break from that hospital atmosphere. So if you've ever had a child in the hospital, you know how stressful 
that can be. Mm. And the Ronald McDonald House gives parents a great place to recharge when they don't live close to the hospital Mm. that their child is being cared for in. There's a lot more to tell about this fantastic charity, but I'll let Scarlett tell you more about that in a few minutes. So Adelaide, before we bring Scarlett to the mic, let's talk a little bit of real estate news, okay? Mm, Okay, yes. All right. So the tidbit that I want to share this morning is really a bit of fluff. Um, But I think it's kind of fun and interesting to do that every once in a while. You know, we hear all about the interest rates and inflation and home values all the time. And that gets so heavy. So Mm. I thought today, let's talk about some of the fun stuff, okay? Because I don't know about you, but I get bogged down in all that serious stuff, right? Mm, Yep. Um, Really? We all need to have a little fun every once in a while, right? Don't you agree? I absolutely agree. I'm wondering how you're finding the time for it, though. Oh, well, you know, (laughs) little tidbits here and there. So here's a question for you. Are you the type of person that keeps up with celebrity news? You know what? I do because I do work at the music station also, so I do try to keep up with the news. But then I'll get these celebrity news feeds, and I'm like, I don't know any of these people. (laughs) They're celebrities? But I try to. I try to. That's good. So I have to admit that typically I don't keep up with Mm. any of it. You know, I really don't have the time for it. And I think most of it is just a lot of nonsense, Mm. frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of times I'll have to nod and pretend that I know what people are talking about when they bring up the Kardashians (laughs) or like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Mm. Um, But I saw a story the other day that caught my eye. And it was all about celebrity real estate transactions, Mm. okay? So imagine that. It caught my eye, right? (laughs) Uh, Celebrities, obviously, they have a lot of money, um, unless they blow it on dumb stuff, which I know we all have a tendency to do some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that big budget, of course, comes big homes. So I think that that's the fun part of it. Yes. So I noticed that Britney Spears recently got married, and of course, she got a new house. Mm. Um, so it's pretty common when you hear about newlyweds that they purchase a new home together. Um, so heck, I think that's why you see a lot of realtors at bridal shows, right? (laughs) And in fact, those of you listening, if you know of someone who's getting married, give me a call. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, uh, Brittany went big with her new home with a whopping $11.8 million price tag. This Calabasas mansion has 11,650 square feet on 1.6 acres. It featured a 55-foot pool and a 2,000-square-foot patio. So to put that in perspective, the average home in America is 2,301 square feet, just a (laughs) little bit bigger than her patio. Okay? So, like I said, she went big. Uh, she worked hard for what she has, so I guess she might as well enjoy it with a beautiful home. Um, what do you think? 
think a 2,000 square foot patio is big enough for her, Adelaide? I'm just thinking if they just got married, don't you want to be close together? A <laughs> Good point. But it's a good point. Good <laughs> separate from each other in this huge right, house. Right, right. Because, you know, we just don't know. It might not work out. I might need a 1,000 square feet and you can have a 1,000 square foot patio, right? You get on that side of the patio. Yeah, I'm going to have my friends here and you can have your friends over there, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. So now another celebrity who made heads headlines uh in real estate recently was johnny depp mm. um now look i didn't give a hoot about johnny and amber's trial or the mega pints of red wine references uh okay so maybe i did tune in a few times but anyway their love nest that was mentioned a few times during the trial is now for sale that la apartment is listed for a mere 1.765 million dollars hmm. sheesh right <laughs> Hopefully, its new owners will have better luck with love and wind up with a level-headed partner. Okay? And yes, that was me throwing a little bit of shade to Amber Heard. Woo! Okay? Ouch. <laughs> yeah. And for all of my Johnny Cash fans out there, you can get the ultimate fan memorabilia by purchasing his former home. Okay? Cool. For just $1.795 million. You can live where Johnny Cash often sang about the hills, the flowers, and the wide open spaces. Mm. So Johnny um, helped design this 4,500 square foot home and saw it as his quiet place to escape the rock and roll lifestyle. Want to see this house? Give us a call and we can set up a showing. Okay? (laughs) No, seriously. Seriously. Someone give us an excuse to show this house. Because I am a big fan of the man in black. Yes, and who's not? Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, I think we've had enough fun with celebrity real estate news, okay? Uh-huh. Um, but before we take a quick break, um, let's introduce Scarlett uh, Sabin to um, our listeners out there. So, Scarlett, it is my honor and privilege to bring you to the microphone. Um how are you doing this morning? I am great. And thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here with oh. you and hear all the great things about Bakersfield. And I'm like laughing. My house is not <laughs> even as big as that patio, my little condo. So I guess I'm not living the dream life, but that's okay. I live no, my life to the you're fullest. You're living your dream. Exactly. Not my, somebody else's. I don't. My license plates say living the dream. So See, that's I what, love that. Yeah. No wonder I couldn't get that one. Darn it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so help us understand a little bit about you as a person. Okay. Well, I have had the I've been beyond blessed, lucky to be with the organization that I work for for the last 14 years and my inspiration every day is my son, Matthew. And I have tried to lead by example as a single parent for most of his life and uh teach him good morals, values, and ethics. And I can tell you when I was offered this job 14 years ago, he was a reason I said yes, because I know what it's like to be the parents that we serve. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just like you live your life with passion to help people find their dream home, whether it's, you know, mansion or something not so mansion-like, you find what, you know, you take care of your customers. So I believe you have to take care of your community. And so I feel like it's an honor to get to serve in, in some way. And we at the Ronald McDonald House, we get to leave our little a little bit of us with every family that we serve. You know, and especially if you look back at the last two and a half years with COVID, especially, Absolutely. I have stories about like 
what it was like during that. And especially in the very beginning stages, you know, we had families, we had three families when the pandemic struck. And for the first time in almost a 50 year history of the charity, it was take no more families around the world. And at that point, there were 380 houses around the world, no more families. And everybody got to stay that was there, but then it was, you know, Nobody nobody else. And we were very lucky because we were only down for 67 days from taking new families because we were able to model our reinstatement after what our, we're located at Bakersfield Memorial Hospital, though we serve all the area hospitals, we were able to model a lot of their rules and regulations and COVID protocols. And they were gonna help support us in making sure our families had, you know, safe and everything we needed. And, but you know, can you imagine being from a foreign country and you're stranded in Bakersfield, California during a pandemic because you can't get home? And so we had a family that was with us for five months. Their daughter was in the hospital for about two, but they couldn't go home. Their country was shut down. Oh, wow. I mean, and so we were the only people they knew. Think about that. Think about the pandemic in those ways. You know, my son lives in Europe and I, like what I was hearing from like him on how, it was to live there, you know, during the pandemic is very different than it was here. Absolutely. In the US, we still had a lot more freedom than foreign countries had. Absolutely. So that's, you know, I kind of always reflect on the last couple of years because it's been such a roller coaster of life. But um, no, it's everything is looking up, hopefully. Great. Hopefully. So we'll talk some more after the break. Perfect. That sounds wonderful. So be sure and stay tuned because I know Scarlett has lots to share with us about this wonderful charity, the Ronald McDonald House. We'll be back in a minute after this short break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com. Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR 1560 AM 97.7 FM. Now that's smart. We're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And Lori, um, can you answer this question we recently received on social media? Sure. Yeah, okay. The person wrote in saying they want to sell their home and get out of California. Who can blame them? (laughs) But they're not sure (laughs) how to find someone as knowledgeable and experienced as you in the place they want to move to. Is that something that you can help them with? I mean, would you be willing to help them buy a place wherever they're moving to? Oh, gosh, Adelaide. You know, that's a great question and one that we hear an awful lot. Um, My advice to these fed-up Californians is to give our office a call because we can absolutely help them. Awesome. And can you help them buy in their new destination? Well, sort of. Let me explain. So currently, we're only licensed in the state of California And I strongly believe in utilizing a realtor who is extremely knowledgeable in the area where you're purchasing. So physically, no, 
we wouldn't be able to help them in that way. But we have something that we think is better. Mm. You know, I spend a great deal of time networking with top agents across the country and across the state of California for that matter. So there are agents like myself who have achieved a high level of proficiency and a high level of recognition for the work that they do in their communities, ones that are dedicated, that are knowledgeable, and that put the interest of their client above all else. And so as a result, we're delighted to connect our clients here with those top agents, wherever it is that they're moving to. Okay, great. Now, are all those Coldwell Banker agents? Oh, no. Um, You see, I learned a long time ago that companies don't sell homes, agents do. Mm. So I refer our clients to the best agent in the area, regardless of the company they work for. I want them to have the same five-star service that they would have if they were working with the McCarty Group. And the best part of all is our staff coordinates the closing between your home here and the one in your new location. And they monitor the timelines so that the process is as smooth and as seamless as possible while we keep you informed the entire way. You know, at the McCarty Group, we want to do all that heavy lifting for you so that you can be excited and enjoy the new phase of your journey. Hmm. So if that's your goal, Give us a call, 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And let us help you begin that transition out of Kern County. All right. Well, what a fantastic way to help your clients and bring value to them. Thanks so much, Adelaide. You know, that's always our goal when we're working with people. So let's get back to our conversation with Scarlett Sabin, who is the director of the Bakersfield Ronald McDonald House. So, Scarlett, tell us, what is the mission of the Bakersfield Ronald McDonald House? Just like any Ronald McDonald House around the globe, it's comfort, care, and support for those families who have a child hospitalized. You know, when you asked me my inspiration and such, my son was born with a birth defect. You know, your world is torn upside down when you're not expecting that. I mean, so he was stable. They sent a team from Southern California to get him, airlifted him out of here. And, you know, you're you're going 50 directions trying mm-hmm. to, like, comprehend what's going on. And so it's, I, I know it firsthand when we get these families that are just like, what do I do? What, are, what, what? I said, you got to take, first of all, take a deep breath. Have a cup of coffee. I learned so much from, like, sit at the bar area mm-hmm. at the house. Here's a cup of coffee. Here's a granola bar, whatever it might be. And just let's talk. Here we'll get let's we had to fill out some paperwork, but here let's digress because it's such a stressful time. The great thing is, all these years later, so many more kids are being able to be treated here in, in Bakersfield and in Kern County, and they're not having to leave the area as oh, often. That is wonderful. You know, as often some of the bigger type surgeries, absolutely, they still have to go north or south because we have world class healthcare here, but we also have big learning centers. You know, just hundred miles north or south, so. It, it's just so interesting when, you know, I share my story sometimes with these families. They're like, really? You you understand what we're going through? In every situation, while it might be different, the one bond is you're not at home and you're not, you're, you know, I remember going home to the empty nursery. My husband was in Southern California and you go home and you have this beautiful nursery with all the beautiful things. And then you're like, there's no baby here. It's very um, 
humbling experience. Absolutely. Like, you know, and you, it's, it's a little rough. Yeah. I remember sitting in that room crying and sobbing. So, you know, it's those, then, you know, maybe we give them a blanket. We have this amazing woman named Judy Walker that makes these quilts every month. Maybe they get a Judy Walker quilt, oh. you know, or, you know, give them a little, here's a toothbrush and toothpaste and some deodorant. Because you were traveling, you had a blowout on Interstate 5. There was an accident, you know. Mm-hmm. It isn't always just neon, you know, neonates. It's could be other things. But it's just like the reducing their stress right. while they're staying with us. That's what it's about. And who can afford to keep driving back and forth to Delano or Taft or Lake Isabella right now? Right. You know, and if we have availability, we will take local families. Because as much as we all love the West Side Parkway, uh-huh. it's still 30 minutes across town. Yes, it is. So we do take local families, but out of area families have first priority. But it's just trying to make that home away from home from the groups that come in and make meals. Um for the families, you know, I was just talking yesterday about the holidays part of COVID when we used to have Santa and carolers and all of these things and on oh. on those days. And so this this month I'm doing Christmas in July at the end of the month when one of my volunteers gets back for vacation, we're gonna go the last Sunday of the month and do Christmas in July because I've always wanted to wear a Santa hat in the summer, so I'm going to. Very good. And just to bring a little cheer, I mean, we can't go room to room, but we can, you know, here's, we know who's in the hospital. Here's for, you know, room 109, 110, 112, the age-appropriate gifts, and the nurses can distribute. So, you know, it, it's just trying to make that home away from home for those families. And, you know, our, our own little motto here was always the house that love built. Because oh. it's, you know, and I, you know, I look at the Association of Realtors here that have supported us mm-hmm. with a golf tournament mm-hmm. for, I don't 10 years. Yeah. You know, the countless, countless organizations, you know, our Mopars of Bakersfield, the car club. I mean, countless individuals and countless organizations that have have kept us going all these years. And it's really, this house doesn't belong to the charity. It belongs to the community and because they're the ones that have made it happen. And just, we used to be the world's smallest house, as you remember, mm-hmm. back in the day. And now we're not the, the smallest, but we still say we're the mightiest. And that's because of Bakersfield, you know, and it's just providing all of those comfort items and making people feel at home when they're not at home. That's wonderful. So who actually owns and operates this Ronald McDonald House? We are obviously licensed through Ronald McDonald House Charities, which is a global organization located in Chicago. Um, and we are part of the Southern California chapter, but we owe nothing on the house because the hospital gave us the property. Wow. Then we did do the capital campaign, you know, when we expanded mm-hmm. a number of years ago. But the house is free and clear. And that's because the hospital was so generous in the very beginning back in 2007 when they gifted and then the original house opened in 2009 because we just celebrated our 13th birthday. And um, so we are part of Southern California, but every dollar we raise here stays right here to support our Bakersfield Ronald McDonald House. We don't have to send anything to the global charity. They work for McDonald's at the global charity level. They have McDonald's emails, so we don't have to pay a part of their salaries or don't have to pay any of that. You know, and the local McDonald's owners, there's eight of them, they give us about 10% of our annual operating budget, which is about $40,000 that they give us every year. In addition to their once or twice a year, they do a fundraising in the store that the money comes back to the house. So, you know, we're a pretty lean machine, but there's amazing partners that, you know, support the house that we're, and so it can all stay local. And we don't, we don't work for, I don't work for McDonald's. I work for the charity. I don't work for the hospital, but we love our hospital partners. Like we had a 
situation Saturday that was an emergency situation. We didn't publicize it. But within one minute, the security was there to, to be with my volunteer with the situation that happened. And within five minutes, because I just live around the corner, I scurried over there as quick as I could and um, you know took care of things. But we're just very lucky the support we get from the community and our hospital partners. That's wonderful. So what is the actual, can you explain the mm-hmm. relationship between Ronald McDonald House and the McDonald's food Absolutely. Okay. So 50 years ago, the how Ronald McDonald Houses started, it's a very random story. There's a football player for the Philadelphia Eagles. His name was Fred Hill. He actually lives in Orange County. Okay. And he had a child that had leukemia. Okay, and back then he was a tight end for the Eagles. He went to USC, played for the Eagles. Um, his daughter was in the hospital, and back then they made he made about twelve thousand dollars in the seventies, okay. which okay, not millions of dollars like they make now as an right. NFL player. Right. And so they got the laundry list uh, that the Philadelphia Children's Hospital had a laundry list of things they needed, wanted. At the bottom, the very last thing was a house. So they thought, okay, we can do this. We can raise enough money somehow for a house. So they got with McDonald's because back in the 70s, McDonald's was owned by McDonald's. They were not franchised, okay? They were owned by McDonald's. And so they got together with the McDonald's partners and Coca-Cola marketing and McDonald's and Coca-Cola marketing, and they came up with the Shamrock Shake. Okay. Okay. The one they have once a year. Uh And if you ask for half chocolate, it's called a peppermint patty. Just saying. That's a little (laughs) secret McDonald's trick there. Once a year when they have that. But um, so he sold the Shamrock Shake and raised over $100,000, which is a lot of money when they were like 35 cents back in the day. Yes. And um, all that money went to buy this house. Wow. uh Uh-huh. Right around the corner from the hospital. And originally it was just going to be the hospital running the house. Well, who's actually going to run it? And that was a little bit of a question. Mm -hmm. So they went back to the McDonald's and they said, your customers made this happen. Do you guys want to brand it? So that's how the Ronald McDonald House was born. It was a very random. That was not McDonald's intent. They were just trying to do something good for the hospital and for the Eagles because they were, Mm -hmm. you know, they sponsored Mm -hmm. NFL. So it was kind of by happenstance, I guess. Wow. And uh, so that's how the first house was born. And then word got out in the next 10 years or so, because this was like 74, that this was going on. So the house in Los Angeles was, a, I believe it was the 10th house to break ground. Okay. And McDonald's had started to go the franchise model mm-hmm. in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And they, um, the McDonald's bought this piece of land behind Children's Hospital because- okay. It was going to be landlocked at some point. Right. They bought it for half a million dollars. Wow. Then in the early 80s, they moved an existing apartment complex onto that piece of property. It was 16 rooms. And that's how the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Southern California was born. Kind of, you know, let's put six, let's put an existing apartment on this piece of land. And that was the first house in Southern California. And it was one of the first 10 in the world. Wow. And then it was really in the 80s and early 90s is when we saw a great expansion mm-hmm. in um, the programming around the globe. Okay. See, it doesn't it doesn't feel like to me that it's only been 50 years. It feels like this has been around so much longer. It I it's amazing. And I mean, and when you meet um, Fred and Fran Hill, they're going to be here in October for uh, uh-huh. an event that we're having and they are the most humble people. They're like, "We just it, you know we just did this it wasn't and it wasn't in it it was his team doing it it was a right. team effort it wasn't you know friend most humble people ever 
that you that you'd want to meet but that's how it all started you know everything starts with a dream it does you know in business in life you know you look at our world so many great things started with a dream absolutely and that and so that's how it that's how it is that's wonderful and you said the one here in Bakersfield opened in 2009. Nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've been here for 13 years, and we're one of only about five in the world physically on hospital property. Okay. And so, and um, we've been recognized, Dignity Health has been recognized by the global charity. They've never seen a hospital embrace, though we serve all the hospitals in the area, they've just never seen a hospital system quite embrace a house the way they do you know, our house. And so, you know, this go, the day that we had to go into shutdown mode two and a half years ago, yeah, we have rubber gloves for, you know, when we're mm-hmm. cooking, our groups come in, but we didn't have any masks in the house, except right. for maybe the painter kind, you know. Right. And uh, Ken Keller, the president of Bakersfield Memorial, I'm sure you know him, he physically drove around boxes of masks and oh, gloves wow. when he got off work that day because we were in panic mode with the staff right. and everything at the house. He drove them around very calmly, got out of his car, brought him here, he goes, okay. Just let me know what else you need. Because that was like some of the, you know, when things were, people were hoarding and we didn't have to worry where anything was coming from. We were taken care of. That's And and so, yeah, it does feel like we've been here forever, but we've had thousands of families walk through those doors, you know, over the last 13 years. And if it wasn't for the vision of the McDonald's owners, Mm -hmm. though, about 15 years ago saying, well, they wanted to bring this as people started talking about more services coming here. That was their vision was to have a local Ronald McDonald house because they were, they had to support a house, so they were sending money north and south. They want to right. be able to, to keep, keep that money local. Community. Yeah, and so Jim Darling, who did mm-hmm. their PR for a long time, he um, went to Memorial to Bruce Peters when he was still there and said, this is what we want to do, and that's how everything starts with a dream and an ask. If you don't ask, well, exactly, how are you going to know? And it was a blink of an eye. He gave a building and the first $25,000 towards the original construction fund. That's great. So what all does the Ronald McDonald House provide for the families? We provide everything that that you would need at home. So we have laundry with all the laundry items because everything's donated, you know, and sometimes it may not be the brand, but this is what we have. This is what we have. And, um, you know, it's so, you know, like right now when anybody checks in, they get a package of Lysol disaffecting wipes. That way they can wipe Mm -hmm. down any touch surfaces in their room. Um, But we provide there's beds we have laundry we have a fully stocked kitchen with all the like canned goods and mm-hmm. staple items right. people bring their own proteins or you know eggs milk bread that kind of thing but there is mac and cheese and oatmeal and granola bars and canned goods and stuff for days nobody's gonna go hungry that's for darn sure mm-hmm. you know and the coffee pot is always ready to be turned on because coffee right. is life when you're in such mm-hmm. a stressful situation you know and it's that it's so hard to really just to put in words other than we're there. If you want to talk to us and listen, we will. And if you right. just want to keep to yourself because that's who you are, then we have to respect that. Some of our favorite ones are the the antics we have come up with with some of the families. Like during COVID, one of the families, and I just met them at the farmer's market over the weekend, and they told me they're going to have another baby. And I'm so excited. Oh, they were Auntie neat. Scarlett. They wanted <laughs> to tell me. So we met them downtown so they could tell me. But um, they were able to go home to retrieve their belongings you know Mm -hmm. and whatnot and she got her her mom to grab her sewing machine so we put an all call on our social media hey we need and this was when there were no masks there was no shortage so we were down there making masks we had our own little workshop going because when COVID first started only one parent could go per day to the hospital 
not both parents to the NICU. <gasps> Mm-hmm. So one parent stayed behind. So we got the volunteers because some houses couldn't have the volunteers, but because we're so small, we rely on them to help us. Mm-hmm. So the volunteers, the staff on duty, we would make masks and then we go put them in the bins that the hospital uh-huh. had to collect masks uh-huh. because there was such a supply shortage right. with everything. If you think about uh-huh. it now, it's kind of funny to think about it because we unfortunately we've added to the litter problem with all the masks. But <laughs> right. That's a different show to talk on. Right. But, um, you know, and those ones that were making masks with us, we just laugh about it now when I see them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, somebody's on duty 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, and it, we just try to create that normalcy. So, you know, not everybody I understand practices holidays, but mm-hmm. we practice all the holidays that we that we know of um, and try to make those as special as we can from the Mother's Day brunch to the Father's Day, you know, brunches to... Um, Christmas and think we deep fry turkeys in the parking lot on Thanksgiving. We have a volunteer that comes and does that, you know, and so it's just creating normalcy. Sometimes until you are there and around it, it's so hard to put into words. Of course. And I'm a talker, but it's, you just have to understand it from those parents, from the parents' perspective. And you can, you know, we had a family that stayed with us, it was 10 years ago in March, they checked in and they left um, toward the end of May of uh, 2012. And their daughter, unfortunately, did not survive she mm. it was rough it, she was two and a half months old when she passed away they live in italy now and they have four beautiful boys but i promised jill and david i said as long as i'm around lucy's not going to be forgotten so every other week when i do hospital orientation there's a picture oh. with lucy and a family from taft mm-hmm. this family lived in ridgecrest at the time and i said this is what the ronald mcdonald house does it creates bonds not every family is going to be like that obviously but th- these two families are forever bound by a tragic situation they stayed together for vastly different reasons they were both guests but they formed this friendship and before jill and david moved to italy they this fan they would these two families vacation together go to birthday parties together you know i mean wow. you don't know the friendships that are going to be born wow sometimes but it's really that understanding and that compassion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what it's really about you know, we have a book having and someone to connect to with. connect with mm-hmm. during a really trying time. Absolutely. You know, and we're having we're just recently launched um, an app that it's almost ready to be put on our phones, basically, and be able to be downloaded. But it's going to have like resources from our family support services in Los Angeles, which are PhD candidates that do a two year program. They're accessible twenty four hours a day by phone or by Zoom for families even though we're here you know technology to talk to someone um you know chaplaincy service is available Mm -hmm. to talk to anybody whether it's from a religious perspective or just as a i need to talk to a therapist perspective Mm -hmm. um you know but on this app it's going to have every where the grocery stores are places of worship the local all list of pediatricians a list of you know all those things you know close as walmart whatever target whatever it might be to make that family have those opportunities if they need to go somewhere here you go just click and you can go but you know like that support that emotional support Mm -hmm. because that's what's wrong with kids not being in school for so long it's a it's the emotional and you know support and the the psychological support of being in school around their friends right. it's the same thing with our families right it's that social interaction mm-hmm. and so that's what it's really about and just making sure they're able because family-centered care has proven that families that participate in the care of their child recover faster and have you know better outcomes in the long run right 
And, you know, like the, um, I just learned meeting with the, the chief operating officer at Mercy Southwest last Friday that their new NICU, when they do the new towers out there, they're going to have sleeping quarters next to the beds. Oh, so nice. there's going to have like a twin bed. So mom or dad can stay bedside mm-hmm. in the NICU. Oh, very nice. Isn't that a man? Like, that's yeah. come a long way from when I used to call on the phone at UCLA. And Right. Is he, what's he doing? Oh, we just gave him a bath. Well, you're right there to see. Yeah. Like, that is truly family-centered care right there. And, you know, I know in pediatrics, and the they're able to stay bedside. Right. At, you know, and uh, in the burn unit as well at Memorial. But um, it's just so interesting to see mm-hmm. how that is going to help the child's pro- progress, too absolutely not only the child but but the, the parent because mm-hmm. mom because they get to know your smell your you know absolutely. your sound all of that you know i my child was a chatterbox i'm like oh i know where you got that from that was from mommy always <laughs> talked when i was pregnant i know where that came from and now i laugh because he's getting a degree in communication so i'm like oh i know where that came from you know apple doesn't fall far from the tree but you just think about like how that will impact families this has been a great conversation i'm looking forward to asking you a few more questions but i see adelaide giving me a sign that we need to take another break that's fine before we do tell everyone how they can reach you you can just give me a call directly that's the best way because sometimes we don't hear the phone at work or the volunteers you can always call my cell phone it's 661-900-8995 or you can find us at uh, rmhcsc.org backslash bakersfield perfect We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to, or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing. You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group. 
or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. And this morning, we're talking with Scarlett Saban, director of the Bakersfield Ronald McDonald House. And before the break, you were explaining to us the relationship between the Ronald McDonald House and the restaurant. And I've got to ask, do you guys have the hookup for free french fries? I will buy you some french fries. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime you want. I know, they're the best. So good. No, here's what's really, you want to hear my embarrassing McDonald's moment. One time, one of the owner operators, her son is one of the second, in the second generation program. And he saw me in the drive-through camera because I have the funny license plate. And he saw me, and he's like, gets on the intercom. He's like, Diet Dr Pepper and ice cream cone, Scarlet. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's really sad when they see me coming, and they already know what I want. Diet a Dr. woman Pepper. after my own heart. <laughs> Diet, Diet Dr. I know, <laughs> I know. The nectar of the gods. Yes, yes. I know. I'm like, ooh, the one on Merle Haggard's right there because I'm really lazy and don't want to get out of my car. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I was eyeing that. I was like, that's yes. what I'm getting after this. But um, you know what? I've worked for two other nonprofits in my 25-ish year career nonprofit. And I can tell you, for Lori, for instance, when it was our Walk for Kids time this year, mm-hmm. I one of the mcdonald's owners uh called and said what do you need i go well can you navigate because i'm so frazzled about the new location and i want to make sure it's beautiful and right and da 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 i need can you arrange for my water and my other stuff that the suppliers give through martin brower and he's like yeah okay and then reyes coca-cola here gave me the other half of what i needed Mm-hmm. And I don't have to go pick up water. It magically appears. Oh, that's so awesome. I know. It just gets on the truck and it knows where it's going. Mm-hmm. I will laugh. You'll appreciate this. Even though it's not French fries, it's <laughs> apple slices. A couple of years ago, my apple slices ended up in Lost Hills at the truck stop there at that McDonald's way out there. So the the assistant manager on duty called and said, I have your apple slices. I, she lived in Wasco, so she was she didn't have to drive them all the way to Bakersfield. I could have said, I'll meet you on mm-hmm. Highway 43. She's like, yeah, I'll just bring them. It's no big deal. I'll find something to do in town. So, like, but it's so it's the supply chain that is just amazing too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to go beg for water everywhere for my events. So McDonald's does a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't see. Or yes. like yesterday, the bread company that makes McDonald's bread. Mm-hmm. He, the gentleman for that does the north, you know, northern part of the U.S. He was in town and he lives in SoCal and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I have a board meeting. Just come to my board meeting. Whatever. We'll visit afterwards." So we did, and we chit-chatted for like five hours about life and work and events and his passion for the charity and what else can he do for us? So he's giving us for an auction item for our gala a tour of how they make bread in this amazing warehouse in Southern California. Wow, that is great. Yeah, so it's like a random auction item. It's an experience. It's not Hawaii, but somebody will bid on it. Absolutely. They'll think some carb junkie will think that's great. They will. (laughs) And so... It's those kind of like things just and the gentleman from um, Mechanics Bank that dropped something off, which is the reason I was a little tardy. You know, I can go put the posters up about the glow uh, in the dark Hot Wheels uh, truck show that's coming here in September. I just walk into McDonald's with my little scotch tape and put it up and wave bye bye. And they're like, okay, because we get a portion of the tickets back from this. So 
they nobody else can go do that. No other right. nonprofit. Right. So there's the McDonald's piece. But I don't want to work for a big, huge company. That's why I stay where I am. I work. There's seven houses. I we have a lot of autonomy. What works in this community may not work, and well, we all know it wouldn't work somewhere else because Bakersfield right. is way unique. It it is. It is and the most giving, most generous community mm-hmm. I have ever lived in. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like people often ask me because you know my son is gone. I'm mm-hmm. not from here. Mm-hmm. I've been here forever, but you know my significant other is in another state where I grew up. And I'm like, why do you stay here? I'm like, why would I go anywhere else? Right. I have my job, my house, my dog. Mm-hmm. I have all my systems in place. I'm like, maybe when I retire. Yeah. But that's a, still a long ways off. So no, like it's a great place and it's so giving. It is. Like it's so giving when. You know, I still remember the former president of our charity at our announcement in the December of 2008 when I started and all these random people showed up and they were just giving us donation after donation. And he's like, what is going on here? And I'm like, and we had like, you know, a couple hundred people at that when we had our grand opening the following year in 2009, there's like three, 400 people. We had not quite 600 people at our one, three years ago for our grand reopening. And people were like, the whole town is here. I'm like, no, this is not the whole town. But <laughs> the whole town is here. And the immediate past president of the Global Board of Directors for the Worldwide Organization, he's a Bakersfield native. Wow. He lives in Sacramento now. Mm-hmm. But Steve Ramirez is his name. And the most humble man. Love him dearly. Mm-hmm. And his family. So he always says, I have to be on my good behavior because family will wrap me out <laughs> if I'm not. I'm like, I'm always on my good behavior. What are you talking about, Steve? But he, when he got to the grand opening um, th- three years ago, and actually it was three years ago last week, he was like, it's 105 degrees at 10 a.m. and all these people are here, Scarlett. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. Yeah. And, you know. And we love that about our community. We do. Then 300 people at the luncheon afterwards. And he's like, who do you not know? And I'm like, I'm a nobody with an address book. These are just the random people that showed up. It's like, <laughs> just random. But that's what's so great about, you know, people don't forget where they came from. This gentleman mm-hmm. grew up on um, Chico and Baker. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. He has never forgotten where he came from. Right. You know, and that's the thing about Bakersfield. And they love this charity. They're proud. When we were the world's smallest house, mm-hmm. people knew we were the novelty. Right. We had people calling from around the world. How do you do this with three bedrooms? I'm like, well, I have partners. If we're overflow, the Marriott downtown takes them. How did you arrange that? You ask, because what's the worst they're going to do? Tell you no. Exactly. <laughs> so if you don't ask. It's a great lesson my dad taught me years uh-huh. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you just have to think about it like that, to be honest. Or you like, we're just very blessed and lucky and the community embraces because the one thing with Bakersfield, they want to know where their money goes. So when people, I can remember when we first opened, somebody says, well, what does $15 do? If I give you $15, what are you going to do with it? I'm like, well, why don't you come over and then if you want to you see the place and then if you want to give me $15 a month or whatever it was from this group, then we'll take your money. But I mm-hmm. want you to know where your money's going. So come over. Mm-hmm. Come see. Come see. Mm-hmm. You know, open a cupboard, open a... You know, because, you know, if we don't get it donated, but if I like when people were fighting at Costco to get paper towels for us and water last year, mm-hmm. it was in, I'm like, and Lysol, I see, right. you know, like think about the, there were people who would go stand in line at Costco for us. See, that's amazing. 
And, you know, like I know one time I scored a three pack. So I gave one to my friend, Manny. I gave one to the house and I gave one to me at home because mm-hmm. I'm not going to get nobody's. I got to make sure I'm well. But you know what? We all did those things. Like if my Absolutely. staff, even if we were getting Lysol wipes, okay, I'll take one. You know, if we were buying something for home, we take buy the three pack if you could find them. Yep. One goes to work, one goes to your house, and one you save for a friend. Yep. I mean, think about like the crazy <laughs> stuff we were having to do, but people cared enough about us to fight those lines for us. And see, that is just wonderful. That's Bakersfield. That is the heart you, of Bakersfield. Okay, and that $10 package of wipes from Costco that somebody mm-hmm. would pick up for us, then that was $10 I didn't have to go spend. Right. So that's what I love. It's the in-kind donations that mean as much as, as, the, monetary. as, as the monetary. Because mm-hmm. then if not, we have to buy it. Absolutely. You know, and so that's the critical as well. There's so, and you come in and make a meal, you know, or so many of these, like, everybody's gonna go crazy over Cracker Barrel when that opens, you know? Oh, of course they are. Yeah, I won't even try to go to that one for six or eight months. But like, <laughs> I'm gonna pick a Cracker Barrel and Apples because Roadhouse brings us food like once a month when we have um, families, they'll, uh, enough families to warrant, you know, amount of food Roadhouse brings you. But they just cater meals for our families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many ways that businesses can get involved. I mean, from team, we've had team building events there too. Uh, you know, you put a bicycle together, everybody, you know, they have bikes and they put them together and they donate them and we save them for Christmas. So there's so many different ways to get involved that are not necessarily monetary as well. Right. What about other volunteer opportunities? We always need house volunteers. So if you have four hours, once a week, once a month, once every other week, you can give or eight, that'd be great too. We always need house volunteers. It is a process because being on the hospital property, you have to go through, you know, Mm -hmm. You have to go for, you have to bring your physical in and all of that, but we can give you that information. We always need special event. You know, the Comic-Con is coming up in August at the arena. And I'm like, anybody want to sit at a table for eight hours? Then do that. Cause I tend to wander when I go places because somebody <laughs> sees me and then I'm off wandering and I get nothing done. So I always try to get somebody to go with me because it's bad. But we have outside special events. If you don't have the time to commit to being a house volunteer, you know, there's ways to organize donation drives at your businesses to you know supply things for us um so there's just so many ways to get involved so just give me a call at 661-900-8995 or check us out on the web and email me it's rmhcsc.org backslash bakersfield and we can definitely um have you know have you get involved come over for a tour perfect so let's talk a little bit about the house itself Mm -hmm. how many rooms does it have we used to be three bedrooms and Uh a bath and a half and now we have we think we're uptown so now we have seven bedrooms whoa i know four have private bath and showers so we have the north side and the south side the north side isn't has it's all named after cars okay with the mopars of bakersfield Mm -hmm. because they sponsored all those rooms so they're all named after Mopar cars and then the south side is the original we don't want to say the old side but you can't tell what's old or new because it all is redone and right. so um the south side is for the shorter stay families and the two weeks or longer the families stay on the other side on the, okay. on the north side because now we're coming out even though COVID is having a surge again it's bad but it's not like it was mm-hmm. two years ago mm-hmm. or a year and a half ago so now we're able to use the whole house and in the beginning it was only the so much of a percentage on the north side so we went from two rooms to three rooms to all to four now we can use the whole house so two weeks or less stay in the then they share a communal bath or then the longer staying families stay on the other side fully you know kitchen stove microwave all those things laundry we have beautiful locker area for the families to store their food with individual 
keys to get in and out. Um, you know, two laundry, uh, two washer dryers, all the fixins to do your laundry. Mm-hmm. You know, the odds are if you forget something, I probably have it hidden around there mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Let me just say. So um, that's, you name it, we are a house. So we probably, we have what you have at home. And how long do most families usually stay? Our l- average length of stay is about 7.6 days. Okay. I mean, it can, we've had, we've had one family though stay 126 days in 2010 and thank goodness no one's broken that record. Okay. The longest staying family um, in the new house, they, or the expansion since we reopened was 74 days. Okay. Can you imagine though being away? I mean, yeah, yeah, dad would go home. This was before COVID. So yeah, dad go to work. Mom was there. He was a correctional officer. So he'd kind of come and go, but it's like, that's still a long time not to be in your own bed. It is. Like, I can't be gone from home more than a week. I start getting antsy. Mm-hmm. Some they, I was going to go on a two-week cruise. and like, have you lost your mind? I can't be home away from home for two weeks. Yeah. That just hard. sounds awful. It's hard. It's and hard. so I can't even, I just can't imagine. So, but, so we do have shorter stay fam- families. We have longer stay families. It's kind of all over the place. But, you know, there's families, especially in the bigger areas like Los Angeles, San Francisco, they have they stay upwards of a year sometimes. Wow, a year and a half, especially if they're international, they're coming to, for specialized treatment. Well, and that reminds me, um, you talked about a family that was here from. Uh, yeah, they were from okay. Uruguay. The one that mm-hmm. they were here, their daughter was born a couple months early, so they were. She was in the hospital two months. Okay, mom and dad were with us during the time when only one parent could go. Mm-hmm. They didn't speak the language. I mean, mom spoke English, dad did not. So while they were here, Uruguay shut down mm. about, oh, they were they were trying to, because when the child's born in the U.S. and the parents are not, and it's getting the passport, well, try right. dealing with the government during a pandemic. Oh, yeah. They mailed the money order to Kern County three times to get a birth certificate. Uh-huh. I end up getting the phone calls because they don't have an American phone number for that. Right. From the passport agency. I know where the quick passport photo place is and go to Arvin or Button Willow to get your passport. Don't okay. wait in line at Stockdale. Okay. I can tell you how to do it quick. <laughs> um, but their country shut down while they were here. Oh. So they're like, what are we going to do? Like typically families can stay one extra night, get, mm-hmm. you know, prescriptions or formula, whatever they might need, whatever right. they're working on. Then they go home. Because we, you know, we're not we, right. That's just the rules. Well, what was I going to do? I couldn't rules kick this family. Rules changed. Right. Rule follower. I'm a rule yeah. breaker, not a rule follower. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I can't kick you out and send you to a shelter with a newborn. That's not what we do. This is like unprecedented time. So you're just right. going to stay here with us until we figure this out. So um, that was in June. The end of June, their country shut down. They got home on a humanitarian flight in August. Wow. And then they couldn't even get all the way to Uruguay. They got as far as Brazil and had to get a rent a car and drive and to drive. their country. Wow. Bless with a hearts. yeah, with an almost five month old at that point. Wow. Imagine wow. it's like think it's just it's hard to fathom that yes, it, it was really like is. that. But yeah. So we, and we've had other international, you know, families. One actually they stayed with us for about four months, um in twenty seventeen. And they had a set of twins, and they went back home. Everything was great. The babies were early. People travel because you can travel up to a certain, you know, pregnant time in your pregnancy. And actually, they moved from their they moved from um, where they they lived overseas to Bakersfield because dad they fell in love with the people here. 
Mm-hmm. And they wanted better health care for their children. So, you know, they work and they moved back to Bakersfield. So I get to see these little adorable twins grow mm-hmm. up and it's the best. But, you know, when they called us, um, it was the year of COVID 2020. They all got COVID from the babysitter brought COVID to them as a gift. <laughs> so Santa, you're going to love this story. It doesn't involve French fries, but Santa showed up in the box truck. Oh. And delivered the gifts to their oh, house. sweet. So that's some of the aftercare fun things we've done. But, yeah, and the little kids are at the window because nobody could come out. And I'm, I'm just oh. on the porch crying because I'm a crybaby. So I'm just on the porch. But, yeah, so that's what we do. We just, even afterwards, that's the best part is, you know, when they come back to visit. That's the best Absolutely. part. When the families go home and when they come back to visit. That's great. Because they're in a, such a better place. Well, Scarlett, this has been a wonderful hour with you um i see adelaide waving at me that uh, we are close to time so thank you very much for coming on the show oh I thank you it. um tell everybody one more time how they can reach you sure 661-900-8995 or rmhcsc.org backslash bakersfield we hope no one has to use your services but we're glad to know that they're there thank you thank you so much for taking time out of your day um, it was a great hearing about this fantastic nonprofit. Um, as always, a heartfelt thanks to everyone out there for tuning in today and for tuning in each and every week. Um, we hope that you have enjoyed today's episode, and um, we hope that it has inspired you to uh, give back, whether it be with a monetary donation or with your time. It's a great way to support uh, those families that have sick children in our community. Um, Be sure to tune in again next Saturday at 11 a.m. when we'll have another wonderful topic. I know Adelaide and I both look forward to visiting with you again then. Remember, if there are details of today's topic that you'd like to revisit or if you know someone that would enjoy this information and couldn't tune in today, Um, that you can catch our Encore presentation each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR just before Sean Hannity. Or if that doesn't work, you can hear this in any previous show wherever you get your podcast. Just search Kern County Real Estate Review and listen to your heart's content. Or if that doesn't work, you can go to our website at themccartygroup.com and listen to our shows there. This is the Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, wishing you and yours a blessed day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing.
Hi, Lori McCarty reminding you to mark your calendars for the first Saturday of each month for our open house, open mic edition of the Kern County Real Estate Review. Tune in at 11 a.m. sharp to get your exclusive backstage pass to our newest open houses hitting the market for the first time that weekend. We'll provide behind-the-scenes tips and chat with my team on location as they bring you Kern County's newest homes. We'll also take your calls and answer your questions, all while sharing the latest in real estate news with local industry experts. So don't forget, be sure to tune in the first Saturday of every month for our open house open mic edition here on KNZR.